0: Welcome to the Power to Podcast audio course, where you're going to learn how to make, market, and monetize your very first podcast to attract your ideal client, share your story, and help hundreds with your message without being a techie or producing any bad content. If you want more with every single episode, go to to PowerToPodcast.com. I'm your host, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. Today, we're going to go over how you can create products and services to monetize your podcast. So we're going to start with understanding your audience, Then we'll dive into interviewing your ideal customer on the podcast, then brainstorming uh, ideas and testing them, promoting and marketing your idea, getting uh, proof of concept by pre-selling, and then creating your product or service. Let's first today start off with understanding your audience. So through this entire journey, we have been studying our audience to really understand their greatest pain points and their desires. And one of the best ways you can monetize is by creating a problem that solves those pain points. And today we're going to talk about three different types of products that you can make to solve the pain points that your audience has. The very first one is online courses. Online courses are one of the many information products that you can sell through your podcast. And there are two main benefits to selling your own course. Unlike physical products, you don't have to worry about any sort of shipping or handling or anything like that. Unlike doing affiliate sales, you get to keep all of the revenue unless, you know, you are a partner promoting another course. And then unlike sponsorships, you don't have to continually hunt down opportunities because you're selling your own product. And by creating your own course, you guarantee that the content will be highly relevant to your audience because you know their pain points and you know their desires. And the best part is you're never going to run out of stock. It's an online course can be sold to whoever needs these problems solved for them. Now, if you're scratching your head to try and come up with ideas for your first course, you really need to look no further than the content that you've already been making. Your podcast episodes are full of useful content that can be packaged into a course for material. Just ask what your listeners want to learn more about and then create information products specifically for those things. Online courses really pair best with podcasts that are already geared towards educating listeners. So this might be finance, entrepreneurship, podcasting, marketing, making music, blogging, all sorts of things. And packaging the information in an easy-to-follow online course makes the knowledge itself more accessible, and people are willing to pay extra for that. An obvious example of this is the course right now. Now, obviously, the podcast actually comes out free you get to listen to this audio course like you're doing now but there is a premium section to this where you're going to get tons of worksheets you're going to get how-to videos you're going to get everything you need to make market and monetize your podcast the second thing that you can create is actual physical products so Jocko Willink the best-selling author and host of the Jocko podcast He actually has a ton of things that he sells alongside his podcast from t-shirts, sweatshirts, athletic wear, hats, patches, stickers, tea, mugs, pretty much everything under the sun. Now, if you're building a strong brand tied to you and your podcast, this may be a really great way to sell things to your audience. Now, if you decide to go this route, keep in mind that selling physical products involves uh, quite a few extra steps. So you're gonna need to have payment processors like Stripe, you need to have SSL certificates on your website to encrypt against website hackers. You might need to have a reseller license and a tax ID. And you're gonna need some sort of e-commerce software like Shopify or WooCommerce. And you're gonna have to deal with all of the shipping logistics of actually getting the product to your audience. So if you do go this route, be ready for your life to get a little more complicated, at least for a little while, as you iron out the kinks in your order fulfillment process. The third type of product that you can make is actually making an iPhone app or a piece of software. So depending on your niche, selling an app or another piece of software may work well with your business model. An example of this is Elise Escobar, who hosts the Elise's Yoga Class Live and Unplugged, where she guides listeners through free yoga classes. If her listeners want video instruction, they can get it in the App Store for only $3.99. And the app gives subscribers access to over 70 yoga classes with PDFs and outlines of the flow of each of the classes she goes over in her podcast. Another example is Mike Escobar. Azawine, the co-host of Manager Tools Podcast, instead of charging his listeners or pursuing sponsorships, he has several products available on his website, including a behavioral profile instrument. And the tool actually helps subscribers improve their communication skills by exposing their natural social tendencies. So you can see here how just a few extra little tools, gadgets, apps are going to really help your podcast listeners if you the thing that you're building really resonates and goes along with the content that you're already providing inside the podcast. Now you may not be a coder or somebody that can build an app and there are plenty of places that you can go online and you can hire somebody for pretty cheap to actually build one of these apps because they don't need to be you know, super robust. They need to solve the one pain point that your listeners actually have. So don't count these ones out. They are just as much available to you as, say, online courses or physical products. So one of the best ways to monetize a podcast is by promoting your own products and services. And I say it's one of the best for two reasons. First, the offer will certainly align with your audience and it often speaks to them better than any paid ad for some random company. And secondly, it has the most potential earning for a podcast with a small to mid-sized audience. Now, last week, we gave a brief overview of how you can get started creating your own product or service. And I'm going to recap that really quick for you. The first step is growing your audience. So if you haven't grown your audience yet, it's a good chance to go back to the growth phase of this course and really dive into that material so you can get a good base of people that you're going to sell to. The second thing is you ask that audience their biggest struggle, and then you listen to them. And the fourth thing is you create a solution. So today we're going to focus on listening to our audience and asking what their biggest struggle is because listening to your audience gives you the key insights into what their biggest struggles are and can help you guide you down the right path to creating the most valuable content possible for those who are coming to your products. But in order to do that, we must really first understand our audience. You know, there's that famous saying that goes, build it and they will come. That's really the opposite of what I believe we should be doing when we're creating products or for services. This saying supposes that you are the source that comes up with your product or service with those ideas coming out of thin air and that once you put them out there, people just flock to you and start paying you for that idea where my idea of creating the right products and services for your audience has nothing to do with building anything at first. Instead, you should focus on finding out what the need is first, you know, what your audience biggest pain point is, and then finding out ways you can create products and services that will help solve that pain point and get your perfect customer to where they want to be. One of the most important things you can do as a business owner in this process is actually listen to your audience. They are the ones who are going to help you build a successful business. But listening is going to take effort on your part. You have to ask your audience questions, engage with them so you can learn more about them and set aside specific time to connect with them one-on-one. You might be asking questions in your emails to your audience or at the end of your blog posts. You might ask a question on social media or in an online community you're a part of where your avatar is hanging out. You might engage with them in the comment sections of your blog or your social media or maybe even in person at a meetup or a conference. And you might even take it one step further with a one-on-one via Skype after offering the opportunity to sign up for a 10-minute chat with you. It's really through listening to your audience and doing things like asking questions, engaging, and connecting that you'll be able to start validating the ideas that you have. Remember here, our steps are first, we need to find out what our perfect customer's pain points are And then we'll start talking about how to find ways you can create products or services that can help solve their pain points, the solutions. So go ahead and start finding out what they need first by asking yourself, what are some questions or requests that keep coming up over and over again when my audience reaches out to me? What are some of the common themes that my audience gravitates towards in response to my content? What are some of the reoccurring struggles people are talking about in the online communities I'm a part of that are related to my business idea? Go ahead and start by creating a list of all the things your audience or those in your online communities come to you asking about or for. Try and think about what the reoccurring themes that come up here are. What I want you to do is try and make a list of at least 15 things you hear from your audience over and over and over again. Remember, go back and when we were first researching our ideal avatars, all those places that we were looking for them, and we were writing down some of their biggest problems and pain points. Start pulling some of those in. Then go back to all the places that you've been posting your content. Look at the comments that are coming up, the things that they keep asking for. You know, if you're having people reach out to you in email, go back to those emails. Start writing those things down and try and make that list of 15 things. we're going to talk about interviewing your ideal customer on your podcast. Now, when we were talking about how to get started in creating products and services, the very first thing that we said we needed to do was first find out what the need is that our customers might have, you know, what pain points they're having, what struggles they're having. And we talked about different areas that you can go back and start finding some of these. But one of the best ways to do it is literally to interview your ideal customer and just ask them those questions because they're going to tell you directly you know, what's going on in their life, and you can provide a solution for the things that are coming up most common in their life. So really interviewing your ideal customer on your podcast is really a hack to get to talk to your audience. And I did this on my podcast Evolve with a session that I called Founder Friday. So one of my ideal avatars is a sta- early stage startup founders. And so I would bring these founders onto my podcast and basically be interviewing them about their startup, you know, what's going on. But one of the very last questions that I asked was, what was the biggest struggles going on in their business? And then what are some of the biggest struggles going on in their life? And I got a variety of different answers and what I could do then was once I was done editing the podcast and was sending them the links being like, hey, your episode's going to go live next week, I could drop in the email, hey, I noticed you said this um, during the interview that your biggest struggle was this. Maybe I can help you with X, Y, Z. Or I can interview them and go a little deeper. But it was a way for me to really start connecting with my audience. And when you're interviewing your ideal customer on your podcast, this creates a win-win for both of you. You get the opportunity to talk with your audience, to connect with them, to find out their pain points and struggles, and they get the opportunity to put themselves on a platform to share their stories, share their businesses, share their messages, whatever it may be. The key here is, is that you're asking questions during the interview. Or afterwards in your post chat. So maybe the interview, when you are interviewing the person, is really focused in on their story, you know, depending on what kind of podcast you have and what kind of content you are putting out, what kind of episodes you want to have. But there's always that time afterwards in your post chat that is really just a goldmine for interaction between you and the person that you're interviewing. Because if you deliver a really great interview, They're going to be like, wow, that was really awesome. Is there anything that I can do for you? And you can be like, yes, actually, if you could just answer these, uh, you know, a few short questions, that would really help me out. So again, you create a win-win situation for both of you. Now, some really great questions to ask during one of these times is, what is the hardest part about XYZ? Take one of the problems that you know most frequently come up in your audience. And ask them, what is the hardest part about this problem? And then they're going to start telling you some stuff. And then you can ask, tell me about the last time you encountered this problem. So here they're probably going to tell you a story or a specific situation when this problem came up in their life and, you know, what was going on during that time. Then you can ask, why is this so hard? Why is this problem so hard for you? And they're going to tell you, you know, what it really is about this problem that is making it difficult for them to have it in their lives. And then you can ask them, what, if anything, have you done to try and solve this problem? So most likely, if this is something that's, you know, really going on in their life, they probably tried a bunch of different solutions. And there's going to be ones that they really liked and ones that they didn't. And what you want to know is which ones are, you know, really working and which ones aren't in their life so that you can create a product or service that takes all the best of the best and does not take any of the worst parts. Now, if they are not already trying to solve it, if they've never tried to seek out a solution, then maybe it's just not that big of a problem for them. And it may not be a good idea to create a product or uh, service to solve this solution because it's really not that big of a problem. And as I mentioned before, you're gonna see here what your product will be compared to. And then the very last question you could ask them is what don't you love about the solutions you have already tried? So again, you're finding out you know, what things didn't work very well, what they didn't like about it at all. And a lot of times it's easier for people to tell you what they didn't like than what they did like. Now, three common errors that often come up when you are talking to your ideal customer is the very first one is talking about your idea rather than talking about their life. So you should really focus in on what their problems, what their struggles, what's going on in their life, and not so much leading them with the idea or solution that you think they have. You want to understand the problem first and come up with a solution for that problem later instead of trying to jam your solution down their throat. The second common error is talking hypotheticals rather than specifics about what's going on. So talk about what is actually happening inside of your user's life. And don't talk about the thing that you want to create. So again, focus in on what's going on in their life and get specifics. Get, you know, really understand how this problem is affecting them. Not, well, if we created this thing, would I hypothetically solve your problem? That's a road that you don't want to lead down again because you truly want to understand your ideal customer and what's going on in their life. And that brings me to my third uh, common mistake, which is over-talking them and not really listening. Again, this stage is all about listening to them. So have them do most of the talking. You just sit back, you take notes and really try to understand what they're saying. Today, we started talking about how you could start creating products and services for your podcast audience. In this episode, we focused on how we could understand our audience, digging into some of their pain points so that we could start providing products and services that are solutions to those pain points. We focused a lot on understanding who your audience is, interviewing them, and digging into those pain points. So your activity today is to go to your audience and start digging into some of their pain points, interviewing them, asking them questions, and then putting together a list of possible solutions or products that you could create in order to solve those problems for your audience. Thank you for listening to the Power to Podcast audio course. To get everything you need to make, market, and monetize your podcast, including tutorials, resources, templates, coaching, and even a private community of podcasters just like you, then visit powertopodcast.com and join today. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.